0: So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast and worked with my angels to figure out the answers today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we have Angie with us. Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. I know that you have your angel story to share. I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. My story starts off years ago when I was a little kid. I was always afraid that my parents would die in an accident. And I just, it's just like one of my biggest fears, which maybe it's every kid's biggest fear. And then when I was 23, I had a dream that my dad died. And I remember going for a walk with my mom and her just kind of shutting me down and saying, please don't talk about it. She was uncomfortable just with the thought of it. So I stopped talking about it. And a couple of weeks later, my dad was killed in an accident, which completely rocked my world. And it's just, you know, heartbreaking for anybody, but that was just kind of the start of of kind of where I'm at today. So then years passed and I got married and had a child named Justice. My husband and I had a child and she was just this wild little spitfire from the get-go. And she was just one of those uncontrollable, kind of naughty, but like the fun, naughty kid, you know? And a couple of months ago so it was April it was the anniversary of my dad's death I had a dream that justice died that two men came to my house to tell me that justice had died and I remember that night just begging her to stay home and just be good and that was impossible she was 17 and she was on the go so then a month later, she had her graduation and then she turned 18 and, and she's just had so much fun and it was a, a great time. And, but I always remember being sad every year on her birthday, I would cry, which I thought was weird. I didn't do that with my other child, but every year I just would always cry on her birthday. And this last year it was like devastating because it was graduation and birthday and then a couple of weeks after that, I started seeing 11 everywhere. I mean, just like, it was just, it was always 11 past the hour. I'd see 11s. And I've never noticed that before. And I remember talking to my assistant one day and I was just like, I'm seeing 11s everywhere. She's like, well, just look it up. So I looked up the number 11, I Googled it or whatever. And it said that it was your angel number. And it was more of a spiritual number so I thought because I had you know all of us had a lot going on last year so I just kind of thought it was a sign from my dad that he was just kind of rooting me on with life so I didn't really think too much of it from that and that was on a Monday and on Thursday Night, Justice died in a car accident, and that Thursday, there's so many things that happened with eleven. I just saw it. She stopped in my office, and after she left, I walked into my break room, and there's number eleven on the microwave on on the dryer that evening. When Justice left our house for the very last time, it was exactly eleven p.m that night. When I went driving around looking for her, because I knew something was wrong, it was 2 11. I drove around for a, quite a while that night and finally turned around. And the next day I found out that I turned around like 30 seconds before where she was at. And I was just thought that was, I just didn't need to see that she was already gone, but it kind of haunted me a little. The next morning when Darren and I, her dad, Darren and I went looking for her, we turned around again a couple miles before that. And when we turned around, because we thought she maybe was out on our farm. And when we turned around and started heading back to town, we passed the funeral home van and it's a small town. So I, I knew Tyler and I called him and I said, we haven't found justice. We're driving around looking everywhere for her are you going out to an accident? And he said, yes. And instantly we just knew it was justice. And he said, we don't know who it is. Just go home. Just stop driving around. If it's justice, we'll come to your house. And about 90 minutes later, two men showed up at our house to let us know that justice had passed. And then the 11s just continued that day at 11, the organ donation company called At one eleven, then we found out that the tarot card eleven is the Justice card, and that's when we're just like, "There's more to this." There's she didn't just die to die. All of these elevens are here for a reason, and so I just had this inner knowing that something was something was bigger, and so then I just kind of started my whole spiritual journey. Which was hard because you're grief stricken and lost, and you know you're just kind of in your own little world that you've never really entered before. But a couple months after, or a couple weeks after Justice died, her best friend Julia came over and told us, told me and my son Cruz that that their one of their good friends goes to a medium. And I remember asking, like, why does she go to a medium? She doesn't have dead people, you know. I was like, why does she do that? But anyway, Justice came to that meeting or that reading and it it just kind of made us realize that there's something else like something deeper for us to dig into and my son who was 12 at the time he just said mom make an appointment i want to go and so we we went and it was like the biggest spiritual awakening I've ever had. I just, I was so mind blown. And then I just kept digging and digging for so many answers. And that's how I found you. And I found the angel course and I found out that everybody has, cause I always just wondered like, do I have some kind of gift that I don't feel like I am as gifted as you are with it, but I feel like I have this inner voice that's very strong and that I need to continue to listen to it. And I feel like possibly I could maybe expand my gifts a little bit more. I'd love to be able to do that. And so from there, we just kept get, digging further and further. But one of the things when I went to my second reading, so the first reading we went, I basically cried the whole time. The second reading I went and we had all these questions And a lot of the questions were even answered before we asked the whole question. It's like the lady knew what we were going to ask before we even asked it. So then she told me that I was going, it was going to get really, really dark in my life at the end of November, beginning of December. And I just thought, how could it get really much darker? Although I am able to find through meditation and through gratitude and through many, many things, I am able to put myself in a pretty good place, but you still have a hole in your heart. It still is pretty ugly, but I ended up getting COVID and it really messed with my brain. And I, I, it's like almost gave me this depression. Like I, I actually, at one point, I didn't even care if I really died. I just like, it was so, I mean, I wouldn't have, but it was like just ugly. It was ugly and dark. And so one morning, it was actually December 1st. So she said that it was like the end of November going into December. And it was the morning of December 1st. I woke up and I still had vertigo. I still felt horrible, all this stuff. So I thought, you know what? My husband always says, if you can... If you were terminally ill, you could possibly even fix your brain by meditating enough and all that. So I decided that's what I had to do. And I came downstairs. Well, actually, I was woken up that morning from hearing mom three times. The first time I thought. What? You know, I just couldn't figure it out. I thought it was my son who actually was sick the night before. And then I heard it again and there was nobody in my room. And then one more time. And I was fully awake the third time. And I just realized like it's justice talking to me. And she must want me to wake up. So then I thought, okay, I am just gonna start meditating. I'm going to try to fix my brain because I have to go to work today and I have to feel good and I have to make all this work. And so I Spent probably two hours, if not more, just trying to get myself in, just trying to fix my mental health, basically. And when I was all done, it was a little after seven and I needed to start getting ready for work. My iPad that I hadn't even touched. I mean, I carried it downstairs with me, but I hadn't opened it. I hadn't done anything. And it just started playing the song, which I actually didn't even know it was my iPad at the moment. And it started playing the knack. King Cole song, Unforgettable. And I'm just like, where is that coming from? And I looked at my cell phone and I finally opened up my iPad and it was playing that song. And I just knew it was a sign from justice. I just knew. And ever since that moment, I've been so much better on the mental health side of things. And we continue to see signs. So when we decorated her Christmas tree, which Christmas was so hard, our first Christmas, I asked her girlfriends to come over, two of her girlfriends come over and help my son and I decorate our Christmas tree. And afterwards we we're sharing stories down in our bedroom and just laughing about things and pretty soon the hall light starts flickering. And we're like, what in the world? That is that justice? And then I thought, oh, it must just be a bad light bulb. I was like, do light, bad light bulbs flicker like that? I don't know. But anyway, it must be a bad light bulb. And so then the light just went out and it stopped. And we're like, oh yeah, it's a bad light bulb. And about 30 seconds later, it came back on. And we're like, nope, that's justice. And she sends the most amazing signs and it just makes everything so much better. But it's nice. Like when my dad died, I really didn't have the awareness of all the signs. And so I think through kind of my spiritual journey and where where I'm at years later, I'm able to see them and it truly is a beautiful thing. And I just keep hoping that I can find more signs going forward.
0: And that's my story. Friends, one of the questions that I get most from you is, Julie, how do I know that this is my intuition? Julie, how do I know that this is really my angels communicating with me? Julie, how do I know if this is really a sign? Friends, the entire month of April... We are diving into a lesson within the angel membership. It's an entire course on trusting your intuition. Now, friends, if you're like, but Julie, this feels frustrating to me. I should just be able to trust more, right? Wrong. Friends, you have been taught since you were a very small person not to trust your intuition. We have been socialized to think that one brain type is better than the other. And for those of us who are deeply empathic, and if you're listening to this podcast, you most likely are, We were taught otherwise. We were taught to eat everything on our plate or else we weren't going to get dessert. We were told not to cry. You know, we were told all of these things as children. And what it actually did was wire us in a way where we weren't trusting of ourselves. We weren't trusting our intuition. And that has carried over from childhood into adulthood for most people. So going through this course is undoing the programming within your mind, undoing these past notions of, you know, just tough it out. You have to learn how to trust yourself. And there is an entire course for you on this that I have channeled from spirit. So if you'd like to be a part of this, look in the show notes below. All April, we are diving into trusting your intuition. And I'm so, so excited for you to really grasp onto this yummy material because once you have this, it really solidifies that foundation within you. And you know, like you know, like you know, when spirit's working with you, how they're working with you, you trust it, you believe in it. And friends, that's the energy that you have to have because it keeps your energetic auric field open. And all of the new yummy experiences that spirit is trying to bring your way coming through, right? Because the opposite of trusting your intuition is not trusting it. And that's where you block yourself. So come on over to the angel membership. We will help you to trust yourself, to trust your intuition. Wow. Well, Angie, that is one amazing story. And I, I'm i so sorry. I mean, I just feel for you as a mom. My heart just breaks for all that you have been through. I am so glad that she's been able to come through to you. I was kind of taking notes a little bit as we were chatting here because she was having me write down just a couple of things. Did, do you know, or do you remember when you were a kid, if she, cause she didn't ever meet your dad, right? He passed before she was born Correct. and, right. and yet she kept showing me and I asked her if this is right to take me back to it three times. And she did her as a kid, really feeling this connection to grandpa, even though she never met him. And she even said that, and I don't know if you can validate this. She saw him as a kid. Like, I feel like she had somebody that she would see or that she would talk to or play with. And that was him.
1: I, I don't, I don't know for sure on that. Never She didn't really say, like, make it really obvious, but I do know she was like, it was kind of an obsession about her grandpa. And she was named after both of her grandpas. My husband's dad's name is Justice. So she was named after him. And then her middle initials D, but it was for my dad, Dennis. And she told everybody that her middle name was Dennis instead of the initial D. And she really did have this, this, um, she was just wanted to know all about my dad. She she had this connection that was really beautiful, but before her never knowing him, she wanted to know all the stories, everything. For her 13th birthday, I asked a lot of my dad's friends to give me stories about my dad. And, and he was a cowboy, a rancher, you know, and he was just this personality that was super charismatic and kind of like justice's personality. and uh, so they they gave me a lot of stories and that's one of her gifts that I gave her when she she was 13 and she just loved it.
0: Absolutely. So I want you to know that she's coming through with a couple of different things. One is she keeps taking me back to the time of her passing. There are some mediums who say that people from the other side don't show any emotion. I don't see that whatsoever. They show a lot of emotion. And Mm -hmm. when she comes through showing me that night, she does come through saying, I so should have listened to you. I wish I would have listened to you. But then she opens up her book, like her life plan. And she said, what you were feeling into is that if it wasn't that night, it would have been a different night. And she said, you know, I I wish I could have left in a way where she would have listened completely and, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have happened in the way that it did. Um, she shows me that when she made that transition, because it happens in a snap, right? We're inside, our consciousness is inside the physical body. And then in a snap, we're outside of it, looking back at ourselves. And she said, I turned to my body and I saw what had happened. And I turned, you know, to the other side. And she saw, said, I immediately saw grandpa. And she said the, the split second of <gasps> was totally calmed and put to peace with grandpa's presence. Okay. Does that make sense? She also talks about, and actually I'm glad that you touched on it while you were talking, but she had brought this through even before we connected that she's been with me since like about 20 minutes before we hopped on the call. She says that you don't know exactly how it all ties together, but you feel called. I want to say it like this, maybe not to be a medium yourself, but to teach Other parents who've lost children, how to connect with their children from the other side. And she shows me that your brain works in more of that entrepreneurial style where you make these amazing connections and you have the ability to really do this work. And listen, there are some healers out there who are like, Nope, this is my territory. Don't step into it. That's not the case. That should never be the case, right? Mm -hmm. We want Mm -hmm. as many people to have access to this so that spirit can take us to the next Level, and we don't have to spend time in the energy that we're in anymore. So she keeps talking about this you doing this work. She shows me you kind of understanding the foundational building blocks a little bit more. I feel like that's the phase that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. But she said, This isn't happening for any old reason, she's like, mom, this is your calling. This is what you're supposed to do. And I I really believe from the last five years of being around this work, that there are so many people who just look at TV shows with mediums on it and be like, if it's not this, it doesn't reach the standard of what I think mediumship Uh is. We need teachers to teach people how to be mediums, right? And how to make those connections with the other side. And we need to branch this out because if everybody is listening to their intuition, this world would be a completely different place. So she really comes through, but she says that, you know, this, you've seen glimpses of this already yourself.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I am a financial advisor. So I, I, deal with people. Oh, sorry. My kitty needs out. I deal with people all the time. And I deal with death in that situation because, you know, when a client passes away, I deal with the family, the aftermath of that, or I have always just been, and justice was this way. Also, I've always been pretty good about talking about death and, and just kind of understanding what people are going through, you know, how the grief process like lasts so much longer than people want it to, you know, and, you know, so many people just like, all right, that happened. You've had your time. Let's, let's go on to the next thing or, you know, whatever. And I understand that it takes a long time because I've been through it. I've I've watched my mom and it's just super painful. So I do though, talk to, I wasn't going to tell people about going to a medium because, I, I don't know, I, I wasn't really going to say that, but it comes up so often. And I'm surprised how often my clients or my friends or whatever, they're like, I need to know somebody to go to. Because to be quite honest, before I went to, Stacy is her name, before I went, I, I didn't know if I believed in it. I, I I went and I needed validation. You know, I needed... I needed things and justice, I think, knew that. And so she and same with her dad. I think he didn't go with us, but I had him listen to the recording. And the one thing that she said to her dad, he got a motorcycle right the week, the Friday before she died. And she and he told me, he goes whenever I go on my bike, I just ride with Justice. And he's one of those that uh, he'll get on the interstate and not hold on to this, the handlebars, you know, and just sit back and You know, like he did when you're a little kid on your bicycle, but he does it going 70 miles an hour. Anyway, he said, whenever, you know, I'm on my bike, I I just go riding with justice. And a lot of times I'll let her drive. And she said that in the reading that, yeah, tell dad I'm always with him when he's riding his motorcycle. And she just, I think she just truly knew I need to validate things so they know this is true. And because it is scary and it's hard to understand like this whole other dimension. But once you get it and you start listening to podcasts and all that, I I love listening to, you know, Oprah podcasts or whatever. And you're always hearing about this spiritual awakening. And I didn't really know what that was. I thought it was more like, okay, I'm meditating now. I'm spiritually awakened. I feel like I am now on this whole other level of being spiritually awakened. And it really is a beautiful thing. And, but yes, I, I do talk to quite a few clients just today, this morning, I had a client call and she works for a funeral home and I was giving her like, the one thing that I really struggled with is they like, after, somebody dies, the funeral home gives you all these thank you cards. And I'm like, oh my God, how many, you know, and mm-hmm. Justice's funeral was big and there's a lot. And it really just put me in a, it it was, it was so stressful and I had a hundred left that I needed to do. And I was going to do it over Christmas, which is six months later, but I was going to do it over Christmas. And I got so depressed over it. And I just finally thought, you know, I don't have to feel guilty about this, that my, child died. I need to focus on me. And I just am going to put this in the past. I'm not going to open it up. Cause I just didn't want to start crying for days and days and days. And so I was telling my friend client this, and I'm like, you know, it, it should be one of those things that it shouldn't be a requirements when somebody, like, if you want, want to, we can do this. But if you don't want to, don't ever feel guilty for not doing it. But I just had that guilt. So anyway, we were talking and by the end of our conversation, which was probably supposed to be a 10 minute conversation that lasted an hour, she said, will you come to a grief counseling support group that I put on? And so I'm like, sure. So anyway, it's kind of interesting how it all works out.
0: It it sure is. Angie, I am so sorry for your losses, but I feel like the reason that she brought us through together today is really to bring through that this is something that you're going to be working on and doing this work yourself. She keeps showing me other teachers that I know of. There are a lot of teachers out there who teach other people how to do this work, who teach loved ones how to connect with their people in heaven. And, And it is a job to be a teacher in this lifetime. yeah. So she's always with you too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All my love to you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.